You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, mi gente? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, folks, we got two awesome independent creators that are smashing it on their current Kickstarter called Erotech, Erotech. Well, depends. I mean, we'll leave it up to you. And we're going to talk to the guys what is the, the correct pronunciation, if you will. <laughs> but this book is fire, folks. It's going to blow your mind. By, by the second or third uh, page, you guys are going to be grabbing your junk like, oh, my God, what is going on here? Very, it, it, but, you know, it's future-based. It's, it's, it's crazy. Things that are going on now, too, which is funny. Uh, so the, it has a, a kind of a true-to-life narrative, but I need to know the situation because I know the writing is awesome. The art is beautiful. So let me introduce. First up, he's, 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 he's an architect. He's a developer. He's an editor. He's a director. He's a writer. My God. And he's also a publisher, SHP Comics, the one, the only, Sean Hainsworth. Kiddo, how you doing? I'm doing good. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, man. You, you, you killed it on this book, man. Let me tell you, along with your partner, let me introduce the, the next person because he's an artist. He's a designer. He's a raconteur. The one, the only, the very talented, Jeffrey Crosscheck. Please tell me I got it right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Pronunciation and everything. Woo! There we go. SHP is in the building, folks. SHP yeah. Comics. Yo, guys, you got this amazing project. I am digging it. Like I said, I mean, you had me worried. By the third uh, uh, page, fourth, I was like, oh, man. Uh, even my fan was asking me, you okay? I mean, this, the book has left <laughs> me breathless, folks, and you'll find out why soon. But before we get into the madness of this awesome book that's out now on Kickstarter, you know, fund it, but still got more days to go. So you got to make it rain, folks. Make it rain. Trust me. It is the perfect type of book to make it rain on, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> fellas, let me start with the man himself, Mr. Hainsworth over here. Comic always needs to know origin stories. So I need to know, what's your origin story? Where are you from originally? Where were you raised? And how did you even fall in love with fandom? And what part of the fandom did you first fall in love with? Yeah, so uh, let's see. I grew up in Rhode Island. Um and I lived there uh, all through childhood until I went off to college. Um, the first book that rocked my world was The Watchmen. Um, I just, from the first page, I was just blown away by the way the story was told visually. How old were you when you picked that up? That's a good question. I was born in 66, so I'm going to say like 15, 14, 15, something okay. like that. 66? You look like a young man, bro. Much yeah. younger. Hey, man. I was 11 when Star Wars came out, which also rocked my world. So, uh, <laughs> you yeah. saw it in the theater? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and, and in fact, we all skipped uh, um, a day of high school to go see The Return yeah. of the Jedi when it came out. Hooky party, baby. Let's go. Movie theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, one more story. We took. We saw the first screening in our area of uh, – the Empire Strikes Back, and as we're walking out, one of my friends, who is kind of an a-hole, says really loudly, I can't believe Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, in front oh. of all these people <laughs> waiting to get into the theater. Oh God. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
Wow. It's the worst. Yeah. So did, did, you, did you leave him to get jumped? or? or? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know him. I haven't right. spoken to him since. No, I do not know this fool. <laughs> Folks, beat him up if you like. I'm out. I'm going to go get a slice. You can meet me there after, after your beating, you know? Oh, how dare you. So what, what was your very first love then? How did you even get introduced? Was it through movies, or did you have a physical book in your hand, or cartoons, or? Yeah, so I, uh, I, I think I was more of a movie fan early on. Um, okay. I had a physical Watchmen in my hands. I, I'm just not a digital comics reader. I love having a book in my hand. It's just my generation or me. I don't know. Uh, um, me too, bro. I, I mean, Digi is nice to read, so that way you could take care of the of the gems that you don't want no one touching. Yeah, that's the only time I say I would take. Yeah, you want to see the book? Sure. I'll turn on my computer. They're like, no, I want to see the book. Like, you're not smelling that ink, bro. I gotta charge you like twenty dollars a hit. Yeah. That's vintage ink. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so I I was like an indie film guy, and uh, and then when I found indie comics, um, you know, I mean, I I would say you know, starting with Mouse was one of the first ones, but um, okay. I like Daniel Close and just seeing what people were like. What was possible, right? So indie film was kind of a revelation in, you know, the early 80s or so because it had all been Hollywood and then it was the new Hollywood. But, you know, it really started with like John Waters carrying a projector around in the back of his car and showing his own movies. And when indie film really took off and changed things, that's when I realized there was this world of indie comics going back further into the 70s and mm. just some really, you know, edgy, outrageous awesome, you know, pushing the envelope, getting away with stuff um, that you couldn't get away with in any other, yeah. any other. One media. comic code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I definitely came to it from that angle. I was not like a huge, um, you know, Marvel guy or superhero guy. I read the superheroes. I liked the superheroes, but it was more the, the indie stuff that really, that really pulled me in. I could um, tell, I could definitely tell with this book, you know, because just uh, of the narrative, you know, it's slice of life, it's tech, it's future, um, but it's not heroic. <laughs> like, that's for sure. <laughs> it's really some crazy, awesome storytelling with, again, beautiful art, yo. Um, yeah, you got to give it up for this guy. I was so lucky the day uh, we found each other on the internet. So We're going to get into that bromance. Because before we get into the bromance, I, I need to hear the, the Jeffrey K story to see how everything lines up. You know what I mean? So, sure. So, well, I'm, one sec, Jeff. Go ahead. I want to finish with Sean one thing, though. Because here you are, like a young kid. You said in high school you had your tribe going to the movies, you know, playing hooky. Bad on you. I'm going to report you. Bad, bad. Um, Don't do that, kids. <laughs> but did you find your tribe earlier at all? Or, 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 or did it take for you to get up to high school to find the tribe of kids that like what you liked? Well, now I'm going to really admit my tribe, which was I was a D&D kid going back oh. to like eighth or ninth grade. So, He's an OG um, D&D, folks. Yeah. So, you know, like, like Stranger Things in the 80s, that was us. Um you know, oh, Three Strange Things was kind of like a wow, you know, that, and even the beginning, the beginning of E.T., they're watching, they're playing D&D, so I was that first generation of kids that got into D&D, we were total nerds, um, we were way <laughs> into the Lord of the Rings, we were way into fantasy novels, um, so that was kind of my tribe, and that grew into, um, you know, more of a movie thing, um, I think a lot with Star Wars, so Star Wars was just a game changer for movies for all of us, like all of a sudden we were obsessed with every detail and you know I, I don't know why that happened but 
it did like it know. was just so different at the time though because he was, was creating a story and then you know realize that there was story to be told from before and more story to be told after but we're getting this whole middle piece of a story out of nowhere you know what i mean yeah and it was funny you know you mentioned that i was just watching thx earlier today and as i'm watching this film i'm saying okay i see what george brought to star wars even from this film you know the holograms and all that he used them heavy in star wars i'm like okay so this is where he he kind of got the concept from yeah pretty, pretty cool flick i mean a little, a little mind f, because I'm like, okay, you know, you gotta kind of watch it for a good thirty minutes before you start understanding the world in front of you. It's not a Star Wars world, you know what I mean? I'll tell you that much. Star Wars, you knew there was good and bad. That's that. Over here, it's like, oh, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's kind of like a European art film. I think that was his inspiration. Oh, very artsy. He went to film school with Coppola and all these guys out at UCLA or USC, wherever they were. Um, yeah, yeah I think. It's- I think it's really interesting to look at THX 1138 in the scope of Lucas's career to understand where he came from, um, you know, absolutely. Uh, and that was, you know, he was also a big fan of, uh, and we won't go there because this will just be, but, I, you know, not, not during <laughs> high school, but now I've got way into, like, Japanese cinema and samurai movies and all of that. Uh, let me you guess. Know. The Hidden Fortress. Seven Hidden? Samurai. Yes, <laughs> exactly. My yeah. team, my team. I have a filmmaker on my team and film aficionados on my team. And they're like, well, they got into Star Wars. Well, you know something? George got inspiration from so, uh, XX, Hidden Fortress, this, that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have to get these films now. So I got them, you know, and they're going to be reviewed soon on Cinema Crusaders, which is a, a movie. Nice. Version. Nice. Yeah, so it's good stuff. I get you, man. Um, it's, it's nice to see how um, non-American influence, influence such a great American film, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love when they could reach into other cultures and, you know, and take things like that and, and make it something unique and special that obviously, I mean... I wasn't the biggest Star Wars fan, to be honest, up to Rogue One. And then when Rogue One came out, then I started take, going back. I said, fuck, all right, I get it now. Damn it. <laughs> that, that's my second favorite Star Wars movie. I love Rogue One. Yeah, Absolutely. amazing. Wow, yeah. really? I mean, the first one is my oh, favorite because it changed my life. But of all the ones that were made after, I like Rogue One the best. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Wow. Jeff was like, really? Hmm. Uh-oh. uh-oh. I, I, I have something to say. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a moment then. <laughs> but before we break up the bromance <laughs> over Star Wars, um, Jeff, talk to me about you, man. Where, where did you grow up at? And, you know, talk about your early fandom and even finding a tribe, if you did. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I was born originally – I was born in Oklahoma. I'm about, I guess, 10 years younger than, than Sean. So I was, um, you know, that second wave. And, I, you know, it's funny. You guys talk about THX 1138. I remember the first time I saw it, the thing that really – because I knew it was a George Lucas film and all yeah. of this. And more than anything else, the thing that really jumped out at me was all of the Star Wars sounds – and Foley oh, yes. effects in that film. Like, you hear R2-D2's beeps, and you hear, like, the computer sounds and stuff. You're like, whoa, I recognize that. Whoa, I recognize and, that. And even, like, the train, when it's moving, it sounds like one of the uh, TIE fighters or something. Yeah, 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 moving. totally, yeah. totally. So that was – that. It, it, it was funny because it almost – when I was watching because it's, like, this really heavy flick, you know? It's, like, it a is. 1984 Big Brother thing, and – and hearing these sounds almost took me out of it. I'm like, wait a minute, that's a that's a, yeah, that's a droid sound. I can't deal with that. Yeah, nowadays, listen, if you watched it then, then you would be probably into it or you wouldn't. But nowadays, knowing what we know, there is no way you could watch this movie without trying to, oh, shit, that's where he got that. 
I was doing this yeah, throughout the whole yeah, movie. Totally. I was doing totally. it throughout the whole movie, bro. All right, so totally. you're growing up in Oklahoma. Yeah, I was from Oklahoma. And, you know, my, I, I, I was pretty much steeped in art and, and comic okay. art. My dad was an illustrator and cartoonist growing up. Oh, so, so you had I, the influence already built in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's funny because, you know, I growing up when I was small, he had an enormous art library. So I was lucky enough to be surrounded by and have very supportive parents that support, you know, I started drawing very early on and they pushed it and they supported it. So I was very lucky in that regard. And But my earliest exposure to like comics and comic art was, you know, Peanuts, tons of Peanuts paperbacks, hey. but also like, you know, I was sneaking glimpses at my dad's like Guido Creepax comics and like heavy metal and oh, stuff like naughty, that. You know, naughty, naughty. Exactly, exactly. And be, before I even knew what, you know, Superman was or anything like that. So Whoa. But by the time I sort of lit, really like, you know, went all in on comic books, it was, you know, it was the 90s, late 80s, 90s. So it was like all the image guys, the bombast and the 90s comics boom. That was where I sort of like, you know, I think I was prime age, right? Like Youngblood and Todd, mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane was my guy. And so from that point, I was like, well, I'm going to be a comic book artist, right? I mean, I'm going to be the next Todd McFarlane. And it was it was right at that point that I started getting a little bit older and I started discovering girls and mm. punk rock and, you know, partying and stuff. So I kind of fell out of com- – right as the comics boom was explode, was imploding and oh, the comics okay. industry was dying, I kind of left comics. And so – So you helped so in the implosion. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's funny about that is that had I discovered, like, I had sort of seen glimpses of stuff like Dan Klaus and, you know, Charles Burns and stuff, but I never really got my hands on any of that stuff. And if I had, it might have maybe kept me into comics, but I I sort of moved. I I went on to art school and was doing painting and printmaking and and fine arts for almost 20 years. And, um, and yeah, so about four or five years ago, I moved to Berlin and I was, I had become a little What made you move to Berlin? From (laughs) Oklahoma, you go to Berlin. Yeah, well, no, not directly from Oklahoma. I had a lot of stops in between. Oh, okay, okay. So Um, you're a man of the world. I I was actually living, I was actually living in New York before we moved to Berlin. Uh, I was in Brooklyn before we moved to Oh, that was the last time you had good pizza and a good bacon, egg and cheese, I know. No, dude, you are not lying about that. <laughs> I or, know. Or a ba- or a bagel for or, that matter. My oh, God. Well, you know what? In Florida, my wife found a shop called the Brooklyn Bagel Shop in Orlando, and she didn't tell me she ordered from there. She just handed me this cream cheese bagel, and when I bit into it, my eyes lit up, my heart started <laughs> beating. I was like, "Where did you get this? It tastes like from from the carts in New York." So goes, yeah. It's called the Brooklyn Bagel Shop. Apparently, they import their water from New York. I said, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. <laughs> and you know the thing? Dude, Berlin has, like, the hardest water I've ever felt. It's like you, they should be making bagels that compete with anywhere in the world, and nobody's <laughs> figured it out yet. I don't get it. I don't Jeff, get it. I think your side project, you know, besides art, should be a bagel maker, too, and then you can do <laughs> SHP bagels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but uh, but no, so I, I you know I, my my family's always been nomads, and we me and my wife had a son in New York, and he was getting ready to he hadn't started school yet, and I, I've always been a big I I visited Berlin many times, I studied okay. German language in high school, and I was always you know sort of enamored with the city. Since All the I know how to say is Guten Morgen, and that's about it because I have a, a Guten Morgen, that's it, yeah. yeah. 
but but yeah, so we took a shot. We took a shot and moved here, you know. And I mean, like, look, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we're not going to have to worry about a college fund. We're not going to have to worry about you know health insurance Ooh. for the kid or anything like Ooh. that. It's all taken really? care of. So what? Yeah, yeah. So oh wow. So, yeah, yeah. We got the social oh. safety net figured out over here. Yeah, let me tell you that. The, the, what a beautiful country we live in, right, Sean? But 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 just sometimes, like, geez, look look at how a country like Germany, so much smaller than us in size, yeah. look what they could do for their people. Come on, guys, we yeah. need to wake up, America. Come on. Yeah, yeah to, Jeff's yeah. gonna go take a year paternity leave on me, paid paternity leave. Yeah, on me. exactly. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! You're gonna be a daddy again? No, I'm just joking. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's just, no, You get it. Yeah, you get no, a no, year no. paid paternity no, leave. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, do, but you get a year. <laughs> I, I got paid? Two, a year paid paternity got, leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for 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 the males, not just the females. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Whoa. We it's oh. actually for for it's actually about eight months, but we do get paid maternity and paternity leave. Yeah. Wow, that is. You just blew my shit. I'm, Hopefully, wife is not listening because she's going to be like, let's move to Germany right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But, so. uh, yeah, but so I, mo- I moved to Berlin. Like I said, I always loved it. And, you know, I, I was a bit I was a bit sort of disenchanted with art in general. Like I was trying no. – I had a pretty decent career going, but I just I, – I, I don't know. I just felt – it felt a little empty to me. And I was kind of – when I was living in New York, I, I moved from Oklahoma to New York. We lived in New York for five years. And while I was in New York, I was doing stand-up comedy the whole time I was there because what? I needed a creative outlet, and that satisfied sort of the creative impulse. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, well, look, I moved to New York thinking, you know, I had just done a big project. I had a sculpture in St. Louis at a big sculpture park, and I was like, oh, this is a huge project. They're gonna roll out the red carpet for me in New York. I'm gonna be a big <laughs> deal. And I got there, and I was like, oh, nobody cares at all. It was quick. <laughs> and I can't afford a studio hell? space. <laughs> Dude, in New York, so, uh, you can't even afford a closet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so so yeah, we we decided to move to Berlin, you know, so so our, my our son could start school here, and I was so. kind of like, you know, searching for the right outlet, what felt right to me, and it just coincided, funnily enough, with the very start of the um, cartoonist kayfabe YouTube channel. Ah. Which is uh, Ed Piscor and Jim Rugg, right? Yeah, I love them. I had I had Ed on my podcast not too long ago, and he didn't know it was going to be video. So he goes, "Al, uh, I, I wasn't aware it's going to be video. Do you mind if I just point the camera at my next issue of the Red Room?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, bro, <laughs> do it!" Yeah, yeah. But right. um, yeah, so so you know, I moved to Berlin, and like my first month here was the first month they started. And I randomly found their show, and they're talking about Wizard Magazine. And, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God, I have not thought about Wizard Magazine in 30 years. And it's like the the nostalgia and the the synapses firing in my brain, it just was like, hey, dummy, you're looking for some sort of creative output. Do you realize how much time and energy you spent on comics and becoming a comic artist back then? You, I had completely forgotten it. I mean, it took me like, I don't know, I, I sat down and I did like a four or five page story. Like, I ju- it just came out of me. And I'm like, Whoa. all right, I'm, I'm back. I'm in. So it was just pent up doing... in you. It, it, your, your pen it was, was shaking. You're like, I got to do it. And he, he just, he just, <laughs> his eyes rolled up behind his head and he just started like, five That's exactly later. it. That's exactly it, man. So Whoa. and so and and so I've been doing it ever since. I've been doing small my own book. I've been doing small stories, and I sort of started put some feelers out for a project to work on. And bro, 
Found Sean. I'll tell you this, man. Your art reminds me of, uh, was it Daniel Warren Johnson right now? Oh, but, thank yo, you. Dude, uh, yo, it's so, it's hard. It's, it's metal to me. The, the art, <laughs> the coloring, the lines, the, the expressions. Yo, you, folks, don't you worry. I'm going to tease you. But now I got to go back to Sean for a minute because I need to start getting the seeds of the bromance that led to erotic, erotic. Again, I leave it up to you guys to decide. <laughs> so talk to me there, Sean. What, yeah, so said, all, sorry about the interruption. My kids yeah. do not know the meaning of don't come in, daddy's on a podcast. This is why <laughs> I have um, on my door, my wife, my beautiful wife, she bought me a sign that says on air, you plug in and it has an on and off button. So basically, if that is on, on the door, do not come in. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> yes, oh, get the red light. Danger, yeah. danger. If you come in here, Daddy will beat your butt. <laughs> yeah, Daddy will turn off the internet and all your devices will stop. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I'll pause the internet for you. Really. Oh, you know what? Isn't that the funniest punishment you could give kids? I'm going to yeah, pause your internet. No! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about the creation of SHP and the bromance. Uh, yeah, so um, I started writing. Uh, I, I've always had ideas going and always, you know, kind of imagined I'm going to be a writer um, at some point. Um, okay. And I, But I was making a living in the computer industry, um, and I did, you know, a lot of programming. I got into artificial intelligence, which just fascinated me. Like, what? the way this stuff actually works oh, is really nice. amazing. Ah, um, I see the influences now in the book. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so I started writing, and I wrote some, screen, I wrote some screenplays initially, and... Um, you know, I went to the Austin Film Festival last year with one, and, and I was looking around, and I was like, you know what, I do not like the film industry, you know, <laughs> nah. because I live in rural Massachusetts, and, uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of a crazy industry, particularly one where they chew up and discard writers pretty quickly, right? It's like, you know, your screenplay is, you know, new for, you know, uh, six months, and then it's not new, and, and to find someone who's going to produce it, and then if they do want to produce it, they basically take it from you. You you have no rights. Yes. You have no intellectual property. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, enter comics. I was like, wait a minute. Duh. Like, why don't I just do this myself and have all the satisfaction of making it the way I want to make it? Like, pair up with an artist where it's a, colla- a positive, collaborative, you know, um, you know, experience and really satisfying creatively. Like, that, what's better than that? So um, I just stopped on the spot, on the fly. Like at one moment in the Austin Film Festival, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to go home and start a comic book really? So you said, keep the film. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, that resonated in Hollywood. They, they were really concerned that I left their industry. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was like yeah a, we're not going to get movies from SHP Productions. I was like a fly hitting the windshield of it. <laughs> but anyway, no, I came home, started the comic book company, and um, – so I got three comic books in production. I've got a, um, you know, a sci-fi, kind of an epic sci-fi, a la a little bit of Star Wars influence. I've got a uh, comedy of horrors um, called Woodstake about a vampire at Woodstock. That's the screenplay. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. That motherfucker is going to eat all day, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing Not, is, the thing no is, lack you know, of people. Yo, now you got my mind blown. I would love to see that because, you know, everybody was on some type of drug. So if he drinks somebody's blood, does he get high too? <laughs> that's, that's that's the tagline. He doesn't want to see a vampire trip on LSD, right? I don't. <laughs> it might go crazy, son. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Yeah, that's where the comedy comes in, the, the, the hippies and the vampire. It leads to some pretty good comedy. So, um, but Aerotech, um, so I worked in artificial intelligence for a long time, and I worked a lot in the tech industry just on software teams. And so I was thinking, 
what if you actually did try to make a sex robot? Like, it's one thing to imagine there's this perfect entity in front of you. But if you've ever been in design meetings and you've seen what goes wrong with any kind of software process, that's where the humor started to come up. It's like, how would you actually debug a sex robot, right? You could do it virtually, but at some point you're going to have to turn it on and let someone try it out. And, uh, you know, um, and just the complexity of the problem, right? Um, because, uh, you know, if it's a sex doll, it just sits there, right? But this yeah. is supposed to be interactive. It's supposed to communicate. It's supposed to, you know. Scary. It's scary. And we're entering <laughs> this world where we talk to our phones. We talk, you know, we're getting so used to interacting with technology. So it just yeah. seemed like hey, a Alexa, really, hey, Google. Exactly. It just seemed like a great topic to um, to dive into. And funny, right? I mean, like, you know. Yeah, Yo, um, like I said, you had me. Okay, I only saw the trailer as soon as you finished. Yeah, you, I was terrorized when when uh, something of a malfunction kind of happens, and I was like, "Oh my God, hurry up! <laughs> Where is this going?" And yeah. I, you know, and again, I'm grabbing myself, and areas I shouldn't be grabbing myself because I'm like, "Oh my God, I can't breathe!" <laughs> so thank you because you made that thing feel real in that well, moment I was reading. Thank Jeff because honestly, like. It's one thing to put it on paper. It's another thing to see it come to life. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so, I, I mean, I think it's a really good marriage in that regard, but I'm in uh, under no illusions that it's not the artist that is the primary uh, creator in a way, because it, as good as the story dialogue characters may be, it's got to come to life, right? Yeah. So, um, and it's it's been awesome to see that that happen. And it's been done, um, yeah, and it was done tastefully too. This is what I want to say. Well, that's even exactly though, yeah, I'm, it. I'm saying the things that I'm saying, but let me tell you, it leaves everything up to the imagination. Yeah, we're <laughs> not going for pornography. We no. are going for story comedy and story yeah, and comedy. Right? So you get yeah. past those first five pages or whatever it is, and then you're into you know an office comedy. You could be in Silicon Valley or whatever, and you're getting to know the characters and you're you know and their quirks and the, and a lot of the humor comes. That from areas that are not even remotely sexual. And, you know, we really want to develop this as, like, you know, a full-blown office comedy that oh, is yeah. funny in its own right, You had they IT, just happen to make sex robots. You had the IT department down pat. Let me tell you, because I work in technology for my yeah. day job, too. And um, it's, been, it's been something I've been doing for the past 20 years myself. So you captured the spirit of an IT team, let me tell you. I mean, you're a Thank developer you. yourself. Yeah. But you captured it because, you know, I'm an outside viewer, you know, for, of these teams when they're telling me all these things. <laughs> you're talking about the methodology. You know, I, I was dealing with a service call like that today, okay? <laughs> Enough said. So um, what was the bromance? How did you even get this out there? First of all, I mean, how did you want to find someone? That, how did you learn to navigate that landscape of finding an artist? And how did you find Mr. GK right here? Yeah, so, um, boy, I got lucky, I'll tell you, because I would love to tell you that I had a plan and I knew <laughs> the industry and I made a list and carefully, you know, um, I wrote this thing as a novel. Once I started at, at okay. the beginning of a novel, like 150 pages, um, once I had kind of gotten the killing machine and Woodstake going, I thought erotic has got to go. Like it's just a perfect comic book. So um, I think we met on um, was it Global Comics? Global Comics, yeah. Global, Global Comics. Comics. I know. Yeah. Side out to the heads over there. They're making great moves and waves of the industry. Let me tell you. Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, it's a great way. Global Comics is a great way to just. Um, 
see a lot of comics, um, see a lot of different comic book artists and stuff. That's the indie and, comics. Yeah. 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 And I saw yeah. Jeff um, and I saw his work and I just kind of crossed my fingers and fired one of those emails into the void or those messages <laughs> into the void. So message in a bottle, you know, um, but I could and, never and have I, imagined how well it worked out. What's going to work out. And, and I should say, too, just real quick, you know, I mean, it was a similar thing for me. Like I wasn't like they had just launched this job posting board and I kind of like oh, made shit. a posting just kind of on a, on a whim. You That's know, how early like, you on with Global Comics then when they opened that up, you were like there just perusing and said, let me just. Exactly, wow. exactly. Ooh. And Ooh. so Ooh. I made a I made a post and it was like, hey, I'm open for covers, interiors, whatever, you know. And, and honestly, because it was so new, I just kind of figured, oh, there's nobody, I'm never going to hear anything, you know. And I think Sean was maybe like the maybe the second response, you know, I got one spam response or it was like, of you know, course. Hey, I want to do this like 500 page graphic novel and pay you $20 a page or whatever. Uh, but then Sean <laughs> contacted me and, and yeah, it was like, I mean, we had a meeting and it was like, I think we clicked pretty much immediately. I, he oh, sent over great. the story and I love the story and it was like, Hey, this is great. Let's do it. And I gave him $25 a page. Hey, five dollars more, bro. Come on. <laughs> Premium. Premium. <laughs> I'm paying top dollar. Uh, that's amazing. So, folks, before we continue talking with this amazing team about this awesome book that you're probably wondering, what are they talking about? Let me show you this awesome trailer about the book. Check it out, folks. I have been designed to give you pleasure. That's the best porn music ever. I have been designed to, to give you pleasure. Yo, that music, yo, Jesus Christ. You got that point, 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 but all different. <laughs> hey, <five>. what? <laughs> totally. I'm glad you appreciate that. Not that I've ever watched porn myself, but it seems like <laughs> Um, I love it. See, folks, what the fuck up? Did you see that art, too? Those colors, that line work, the lettering, everything? Holy smokes. Yo, please. I'm also going to bring up this Kickstarter because, folks, guess what? It's on Kickstarter, and you got five days. So check it out. They want the $25 goal. They have surpassed it twice already, by twice, two times. It's five grand right now with 137 backers. Folks, we got five days to go. We have to make it rain. Make it rain. Let's get them up to six, seven, ten, baby. Come on. We're five days to go. So at some point we're gonna start offering sketches for me too. So we get that oh, line up and you're gonna get some you're gonna yeah. get some good stuff. And there's stretch goals. You're already if you at the digital level, you're getting four additional digital comics. And at any of the yeah. print levels, you're getting uh four postcards for free. Oh, right look at it right there, folks. They've unlocked multiple stretch goals. Four free digitals, four free postcards designed by Jeff. And who is Katie Skelly? I hope I said that right. Yeah, so actually that's the thing, man, is that we have put together some of, I mean, they're my favorite, but they're like luminaries in alt comics. Um, The two that we've got doing covers for us are Katie Skelly and Hyena Hell. Um, What a name, Hyena Hell. 
Hyena wow. Hell, yeah. So Katie Skelly's a fan of graphics artist. She's worked, um, she's done uh, Maids, My Pretty Vampire. Um, she does these really great, amazing, simplistic, minimalist kind of like sexy, funny comics. I mean, she's one of my faves, and I'm so thrilled. Her cover, if you scroll down, you can see that. So she's doing a variant cover for hey, us. Hey, projects we love. Hey, there we go. Before we move on, look at that, though, too. Project we love. <laughs> and let me tell you, this is the scene that started making me very scared, okay? <laughs> you PTSD, right? Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, we got to call it something else based on what she was doing. But, hey, let me look and, at that. Um, and, yeah, and Hyena Hell is another great indie creator. She does a bunch of comedy, um, uh, No Romance in Hell, where it's like bureaucracy and slice of life, but with demons from hell. I mean, she's amazing. <laughs> Just awesome. So, uh, so yeah, they're both doing some variant covers for us, so you get the opportunity to get a hold of those, too. And um, and they're great. I'm thrilled to have them on board. So um, I, it, it's awesome. Just looking at this cover, I, I, now I have a question so that I could see circuitry behind, you know, where the nipple should be. So is, is the nipple something that you could twist on and off? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. You, well, I mean, you can get you, you get the different attachments, right? Like oh! you like the pepperoni nipple, you add that one in. Like you like little dainty, we get that one on there, right? We're yeah, all about that? the add-ons, right? We got to You want the special nipple, that's going to cost you more. Uh, uh, exactly. Like apps that do certain languages and things too here. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure, but it's all DLC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, you got – listen – there is some person out there right now that probably works for Hustler or, or, or the next progeny of Playboy that's like, yo, I'm taking these notes because we're going to make this happen. And they're going to call Sean like I need you to program this. Um, <laughs> Don't ask me to program it or work <laughs> Look at this. You guys gave this also an old school look and feel to it with the panel usage, the coloring. I mean, that kind of that off-whitish page. I, I dig that so much. Was that done with intent? Absolutely. I think, you know, after reading the story, I think one of the things that we discussed was that it was really important for us to not be too specific about when it takes place, right? It's just sometime in the future. And, you know, I always like that idea from the Max Hedrum show where it's like, every you know, every ah. episode is 15 minutes into the future, right? Oh and I God. really like that idea. But I, I also, I mean, my my kind of vibe is kind of old school comics, right? And kind of remixing the old school look, you know? So yeah, I kind of wanted to, like, give it this kind of timeless quality, almost like a Mad Men feel, you know? Ooh. So you've got that poppy Silver Age color palette. You've got the Bende dots. But then you have, like, the digital sort of, like, wafts of color and some of the effects, yeah. the blurring and stuff. So I really wanted it to be this nice kind of pastiche of all these different styles so that it felt futuristic but also kind of old school at the same time. I just want to say thank you for mentioning Max Headroom. I don't feel so bad now because I swear to God, last week I said this to one of my colleagues at work, and she said, what the hell? Who the hell is Max Headroom? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I said, never mind. You make, I'm leaving for the day. I need to go take a nap. <laughs> one of the greatest one-hit wonders of the 80s, man. Yeah, Absolutely phenomenal. So talk about the whole – is this you – Okay, talk about the parts of the team that work on what, or is this just you too? I mean, are you, uh, Jeff, are you doing everything here too, art-wise, lettering, or, or, or showing? I mean, what's going on here? Talk to me. Because, again, this is gorgeous. It's gorgeous coloring, lettering. I mean, let me tell you, this homie right here, 
What a deuce of a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus he Christ. He wrote that in the screenplay. That I, when he wrote me, asked me for character descriptions, I was like, Rick is a douche, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, hey, bro, you know what? You achieved the goal because that's all I thought. What a douche. Yeah. And that's yeah. all, Jeff. You, I do yeah. not pick up a pencil. You do not Let want me, me anywhere right near there. a pencil. Management sucks. You ain't lying, son. <laughs> uh, 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 and look at this. And, again, panel uses and all. Oh, love it, bro. And, and really, I mean, what it came from really was, I mean, it started with the with the script that Sean sent me. And, and the characters were so strong, they sort of, like, started immediately getting me thinking about the types, right? And mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure – because, I mean, like, the thing is, is that – at the end of the day, it's an office environment. So you yeah. got a lot of people in a sterile office talking to each other in a corporate environment. It's like that could very easily just become like page after page of people talking to each other, right? Yeah. So it was really important for me to make the characters as distinct visually as possible. Like you got to know who's talking. They got to be really apart from each other and really distinct. So, but his script, I mean, it immediately started suggesting sort of like character design. So, I kind of, you know, ran it over with him, kind of put some stuff together. But then it, it's all about really making it as, as interesting as possible to look through because, you know, other than that, then you're going to get, like, corporate, sterile, boring yeah. conversation, I you mean, know. But, and it's but like, you're getting corporate attitude. He goes, I don't want a raised man. I need one. And then the poor guy is like, get the hell out. And, you know, what about dental? Give me something, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is working in corporate life. Damn it, I'm working a lot. Give me something, son. Exactly. That is so funny, exactly. Bro. That is so funny. And, but and uh, but point, yeah, he he nailed the, he nailed it, man. And and it just immediately suggested a look to me. So that that's where that came from. And then look at this, the the, the team itself. And yes, um, I I think I was working with these two guys today. <laughs> 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 I swear I was. You know, it's like slow down first on the talk, breathe when you speak, <laughs> enunciate when you can. Because the poor field engineer on the other side of the line was like, I'm sorry, excuse me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, let me translate. Can you type it and I'll read it? <laughs> like, it, it got to that point. Um, but, yeah, it's great because that is right here. This is the will of technology in that one panel. Can we please just solve the problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. So, Sean, no you kidding. know that, Sean. You know that. Oh, I, that I know it very well. And uh... – yeah, I know. And, and, you know, once again, this page, like, you know, I just want to say when I when I wrote the other two scripts coming from a film world, I had a really specific idea about, you know, how the panels were going to look and everything. But being mm-hmm. office, I just really wrote the dialogue and let him run with it. And it's unbelievable uh, what he did. Um, I mean, if you just step back from that page, yes, you have a conference room, but um, just the layout of the page, the, yes. everything about it, it's just beautiful. And that's that's all Jeff. Like, I wrote that dialogue, but I never imagined it could look that great. Yeah, yeah, bro. Jeff, bro, you are gifted, man. You are gifted. And then we meet this homie over here. It's kind of weird. We meet this lady, too, of course. Uh, and she's just a woman that is trying to be heard in this what seems to be like a male-dominated office. That's exactly it. That's kind of the fun is that it really is a story about – a woman trying to make her way in a male-dominated office. So it's kind of like, you know, um, you know. I mean, she's definitely the protagonist, and that's what's going on here is that yeah. people are not taking her seriously no. and blowing they're her off. They were all dicks, bro. They were all dicks, to be honest. I mean, yeah. let, let her get – let it get through up there, presentation, people. Damn it. <laughs> I would have been the one quiet dude there, like, just go on. 
ignore these fools. Please. I need to know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> because obviously yeah. she has a very great idea that no one wants to listen to. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, the, the whole thing that made me laugh, too, the idea she has, immediately the men twisted into some very um, perverse ideas. <laughs> like, oh, man, we get two robots together. Oh, no, no, we could get three of us together. Oh, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, well, I think was, that's, you know, honestly, that that's okay. kind of what drew me to the story to begin with, right? After reading it, I mean, it was that the characterizations were so strong mm-hmm. and that the protagonist was, you know, I really, I'm rooting for her, right? Like, yeah. I want the women to take over from all the tech douche bros in the world in real life, right? Like, this is my chance to make it happen a little bit, right? <laughs> so... That really drew me. I, I really love the protagonist. I think she's a great character, and I, I'm, I'm excited for, for the story that, that we're telling here. And look at this amazing cover. Looking so old school romance comic. Oh, my God. Kirby would be so proud of something like this. <laughs> this yeah, we have three amazing variant covers. So this first one is, is Jeff's, and it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Oh. And that's yeah. the Katie Skelly cover. This hey. is the Katie Skelly cover. What? Uh-oh. Oh, and look at these guys. <laughs> yeah. Going back. I mean, just great stuff. What She's I love so is awesome, that it's man. it's got this it's the same ideas, but it's such a different style and such a different presentation. Yeah. And that's what a variant cover should be, right? Yes. Like uh, like just something a totally different vision of the same thing. And I love this too. It's yeah. great. It's beautiful. I mean ooh, what the heck? Oh, what's <laughs> they oh damn. What the ooh, what who is this? Uh, why is she terrifying me so much right now? Well, she's a vampire, obviously, but uh, yeah. So this this is a totally different artist. This is a guy, young guy named Philippe Kroll. He's in he's a Brazilian, and um, he has this really neat style of digital painting. It's very rough, um, you know, a lot of very you know a lot of strokes, thick strokes, and um, he's got a very unique style. But yeah, kind of very tapping the vein reminds me of from back in the day with the Clive Barker books. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah, ones? yeah. Yep. Very nice. Holy shit. So, yeah, well, the reason why these are up here is that you can – one of the reward levels is the SHP bundle. So you can get Erotic, Woodstake, and The Killing Machine, all three comics, either digital or print. So, um, you know, that's, that's part of the uh, thing is jump on the SHP bandwagon and get them all. Get them all. Get everything. We look at this. I mean, who, who, who doesn't want to read something like this? Stone Supermodel Crash Lands. Oh, man. <laughs> right on my alley. She's going after my heart. <laughs> uh, look at these oh my god look at who wouldn't want this is self porn folks right here this is gorgeous look at these covers whoa yeah the artist for the killing machine is a guy named michel fortin and he's uh he's up in uh northern quebec so i got northern canada brazil and berlin going right now but and what? really different styles and you're messing things. with me yeah. you, you know justin gray too because i was just, i just chatted with him last week yeah, so oh, Justin, really? yeah. yeah, he's um, so he has very graciously given us the Justin Gray sampler with a hundred plus pages as a digital Ooh. reward. You get that now; it's unlocked. So you get any reward tier, and you get a hundred pages of Justin Gray digital. Oh my God! Yeah, how the hell did you even hook up with Justin, and for him to be so gracious to to you know give you such a wonderful um item? Yeah, so I work with I work with a company called Inked Marketing. Um, they help out with Kickstarters uh, and comic books. And uh, big shout out to Kevin, baby. Kevin, hey, big Kevin, shout out to Kevin, Kevin G, man. That makes so. it happen. So Kevin G, uh, he's hooked me up. And actually, what's great is like now Woodstake is available as a digital reward on other comics, and so you know, it's kind of cross fertilization. 
Um, but getting Justin Gray was a huge deal. Oh my God! I what the hell? <laughs> this, is, this is not my book. <laughs> the metaphysical Mister Fister. For yeah, the audiences, folks, it, 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 this is my imagination does run wild. I'll tell you that much. Is well, I hope so. Thinking? I hope so. Is this what I'm thinking it is based on his name, or that this just happens to be his last name? It just happens to be his last okay. name. It's an unfortunate Ooh. coincidence. Oh, because, yeah, because I don't want to see a hero like this is how I stop people. <laughs> <laughs> Here, officer, I'm just going to drop. Hey, you can't here. rule anything out with this guy. I mean, that's the worst thing. superhero ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, but he got shitty arms apparently. Hey, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, look at but, this. Uh, this looks Yeah, so, so this is my book. And this is like and, and this is a um it's like a, my own surreal philosophical treatise on art and life and politics and everything cleverly oh, disguised as a superhero comic. Ah. Ah. So, I've got two issues of that out. I'm working on the third that'll probably be out next year. Oh, and I will say that that ad in the book so 60s, so dope. Great job on that, too. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so those are two. You're going to get four postcards already. So oh, the gosh. full cover on the left, the 60s ad on the right, and oh, then if you roll cool. down, you're going to get the variant cover. That, uh, that's now unlocked. That should say unlocked. We'll fix that. You're going to get the uh, – It should the, be updated. Ooh. I mean, I might want to update the page. It should be fixed. Yeah, I, I need to do that. So uh, we just unlocked – Number four at about four o'clock this afternoon. So wait a minute, it doesn't do it automatically. You have to do no, it. No, no. Let's see. You know, yeah, I just refresh. It's me on it. Yeah, let's see now. Once I just it, once it comes it. up, let's let's see. Oh, what you happens. did. You changed it, Jeff. I did. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Should, so let's go check. Not only is he an incredible artist, but he's on the Kickstarter updates. I love it. Yay! Well, Amanda wears many hats for real, apparently. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get down there. Please tell me it says unlocked now. And. And. Uh, the unlocked, unlocked. Boom! Unlocked! There we go, baby. Unlocked. Check that out. Then we got those unlocked. Yep, exactly. F those are still. Hyena, Hi what a name. I effing love that name so much right now. Everybody should go check her out, man. Her books are fantastic. And, and there it goes. The Wild Man. GK right there. I obviously Mr. Hainsworth. Yes, the board right. and stayed Mr. Hainsworth. Divergent Media, their marketing partner. Good job, guys, in helping. So now we're gonna start talking the money. Let's start. Let Let's start making it rain, folks. Let's go see every single thing that we got here. Check it out. Hello, Mrs. K. I hope you're well. Um, and check it out, folks. We have Pledge Without a Reward for 10 bucks, right? For 8 bucks, you get a digital edition bonus pack that has Steve's Dick Digital Edition <laughs> and Digital Edition. Of, what are we talking about with that? The, the bonus. Oh, with Steve's Dick or with the bonus pack? Yeah, Steve's Dick. I mean, what? That's the title. That's the title of issue one. Is, is, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I'm thinking of the way people are gonna get a mold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then for ten bucks, you get the exclusive digital edition. You know, obviously, the exclusive thing. Twelve extra pages. It's a forty page with process and pinups and all kinds of awesome stuff. For only ten bucks? Oh, that's great. That's a deal. yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome deal. Now for fifteen, peep that deal. You get standard print. Print edition bonus, and then digital and digital. So you're getting some, some paper you can sniff, 
and get high on and uh, some digital stuff so that way nobody touches your real book. All right? And then for 20 bucks, three comics. You got Aerotech, The Killer Machine. Oh, man, for 20 bucks, bro? For real? Those are the digitals. Three digitals plus four digitals that are in the stretch goal. So seven digitals for 20 bucks. What? Yeah. Uh, that, yo, folks, folks, let's get to that six racks, like, right now. Then we got the executive edition. What, what do you mean by executive? The executive's got those 12 extra pages. So this is the print executive edition. Oh, print. It's 40 Ooh. pages, and it's going to have some pinups and process and, you know, all of, Je- all, all of what's going on inside of Jeff's brain. <laughs> look, look, folks, I'm sharing that link, you know, Kickstarter Projects, SHP, Aerotech, which is E-R-O-T-E-C-H for those that are listening, okay? Go get, get it done right now. Look at this. Variant cover B standard edition. You got 30 bucks, right? And then you got the Katie Skelly variant. You know, again, you get in uh, digital editions over here. Beautiful and print, 30 bucks. You got the Hyena Hell Again, amazing name. <laughs> that needs to be a movie um, name. Look at this. Amazing packing up for, for $30. For 30, what's the difference between the 30 and 35? Uh, let's see. Oh, Woodstake is added on this bad boy. Oh, that's the, um, I think that's the SHP bundle. So that is all print copies. That is all. Oh. So you're getting, you're getting seven digitals and three prints. For $35? No, right. that's plus a the, deal. Plus the four postcards. And that's the, a deal. Yeah, the, uh, the, the print bonus pack is going to come with stickers and bookmarks and that kind of stuff as oh. well. We are dumping the swag on you. Hey, make, make it rain on the swag, bro. Let's go. Ooh, who doesn't love swag, man? So, all right, so then we got the collector's edition pack. Hey. So this nice. is a limited edition. We're only printing 50 of them, and it's going to be a, like a spot foil cover. And they're going to be numbered. Um, and you're going to number by hand? Uh, we are either going to number by hand or have the printer number. It depends on where Jeff is. I'm not going to touch anything with my hand and a writing implement because <laughs> it is not good but uh, do not trust me with a pen and drawing something on the paper yeah, but but who knows you but who knows you may luck out man maybe maybe i'll be in the states with the ability to remarquee them so oh. you never know you get in now who knows yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, just take some calligraphy uh, classes and maybe that'll help. <laughs> you know, I took a drawing class in uh, in college, and uh, within the first week, I was uh, nicknamed Thunderfingers. Oh, not Thunder Thighs, but Thunderfingers. Hey, <laughs> folks. That says it all. <laughs> I love it. Then for 45, you got the cover B. For 60, oh, great. This is what I love to see. This is the smartest move ever when creators like yourselves do this the retailer packs because we need these books and shops so the greater community that visits shops could even see how dope this book is and then they say you know they're begging lunar and diamond and everyone else so like yeah you better you better carry shp look at this i i I, I encourage all the great shops out there to take advantage of this because i mean it's a great deal you're getting a great deal on the books but you are this is a way I mean, for me personally, I think that, you know, what's going on right now in indie comics, Kickstarter and crowdfunding is the way to go, and it's where the best stuff is being done. And if you're a retailer and you're trying to get the best indie stuff that's going right now, I mean, this is where you go to get it, you know? The the indie creators that are offering retail packs for the good shops around the country that want to get the indie stuff, got to take advantage. 
Yes, please do shops. It's important to support creators like this because these are the future. I mean, they may be in the now. You know, maybe it's not their plan to be in the big two, but you never know when the big two ever comes calling. You know, that's a check you can't say no to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so check, uh, that's amazing. So we want to get physical that. comics in readers' hands, and that's yes. the best way to do it. Go to your local comic shop and pick. I'm doing a signing on Saturday at my local comic shop. Where? Shout uh, out the local comic shop. Tell me the town our people need to know. Where are you going to be? His and her comics in Greenfield, Massachusetts. Um, mm. it's, my, it's my friendly neighborhood comic shop. They're totally awesome. I've got two friendly neighborhood comic shops where I live. Um, and we're doing a, a signing on Saturday. And uh, I just love it. Like, meet and greet. I'm going to be giving out swag, signing copies, and handing out physical comic books. So, yeah, oh, awesome. You're making me laugh with that friendly neighborhood comics uh, talk <laughs> because – I lived in Blackstone, which is next to Bellingham, and my two favorite shops in that town, Rubber Chicken Comics and Friendly Neighborhood Comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Ernie, he even opened up a liquor store next to the shop now. So now you can get your comic, get your bottle of Henny, and then go home and start reading. That is an entrepreneur right there. Yo, Big, Ernie, a big salute to Ernie from, from Friendly Neighborhood, yo, for real. Now, uh, I love it. I want it all package. This is with yeah. my precious. You should have called it the my precious package. Since you're my precious, my, yeah. As a Lord of the Rings fan, like the my precious package. I wanted everything. Look at it. And here's, here's one thing about this. I listed all of the variants or all the versions we had available when we started the Kickstarter. But because someone pledged it, I cannot update the description. Uh, but when you say you want it all, you get it all. You're going to get oh. the Katie Skelly. You're going to get the Hyena Hell. I can't update the... Um, Oh, that sucks. But all means all. You're going to get all four variants. Um, so this person edition. so this person has back is not getting just that, but they're going to be overwhelmingly surprised that they're yes. getting a lot more. If you say I want it all when you open the pack, you're going to get it all. Oof. Oof. I, that's a, that's a lesson learned in Kickstarter is um, – uh, I, when I write an I want it all description again, I'm going to have to say, like, and this includes every variant that comes out yeah. during the campaign. And actually, Jeff and I have been talking. We're going to have our variants lined up before the campaign. You oh. know, we're, we're learning how to do this better. Well, yeah. thank you, because there yeah. are established creators, and everybody in Comic Crusaders podcast knows the story already, but there are established creators out there that I pitched into their Kickstarter, and it's, I feel like it's been 10 years. Honestly, it's really been 10 years. I haven't still gotten the book, but they keep promising to send it. You will get your book in August, I think, because uh, given the time of Kickstarter to collect the money and all that stuff, but you will have your book in your hand in August. There you hear is this? No, there is no risk here because we've made our nut. We have the print costs, and Jeff's day job is with a fulfillment house. Woo-hoo! Oh, where So they better get it done. If not, Jeff K's going to walk out. Like, how dare you exactly. not make my project happen? Exactly. You know how important I am here. Um, and look at this. A sold-out package, the early bird, for seven bucks. People yeah, all the early up. birds are gone. But, but, I Dude, might. Look at this. I might Woo. bring the early birds back in the last Woo. 48 hours. Might. Don't know. Bro. And we should say, Every, too, also. What um, the, you wait, know, wait, I want to say this, though. Oh, go ahead. I, I am very, very, like, wowed. Right now, I'm every early bird package, every gone. every reward tier was gone thirty percent off in the first seventy two hours. Wow! And they ate it, yo! Wow! Yeah. Kudos on you guys, yo! 
there's not a feat that many creators on this platform could do. So not that you just sell out on those, but you know, you got a project we love and you're, you're funded twice over right now. Let's get it to three times, four times over. I mean, wow, guys, you, I, I'm, I'm totally impressed here. Amazing. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, and I should just add too. I should just add too, man. We're, we we want to make sure that people get what they want. So you know, once this campaign's over, we're going to be making sure that everything that you want is available as an add-on. You can get, you know, if, if there's something that you want, you're going to have the opportunity to be able to get it too. So so we we want to like like Sean said, we want to make sure the comic gets into people's hands. We want people to check out this book, and we want you know we want to build that fan base because I guarantee you, issue two is going to be. Even even more off the hook. Oh, well, yeah, uh, we want happy backers. Like I like random acts of kindness. Sometimes I'll just throw uh, stuff into the bag, right? I mean, like our backers are our lifeblood. So yeah, <laughs> we want happy backers. You're gonna get you're gonna get what's there, maybe yeah. more. This may more. sound this may sound weird and funny to you guys, but based on the content here, I mean, I understand that these are robots and all, but maybe we want to practice safe sex and we should have some SHP condoms. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. We talked oh, about you did? that <laughs> as a, uh, as a, as a, uh, a stretch goal. No pun intended. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Yo, I mean, again, it was so funny with the SHP stamp on it, you know. And would it be funny if you could even have somebody make custom ones that have certainty on it so that way you could kind of connect properly? <laughs> it has a plug in the front that will do extra vibration or some shit. You know what I mean? It will be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, I'm don't, you don't mind electricity being plugged into your junk. That's enough. What could go wrong? Hey, listen, I saw somebody on YouTube, you know, put a taser to their private part. Some lady, I don't know if you saw that video, but that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oy, she, oy, she passed, yeah, I mean, she, I, I think she reached the big O, if you will, but but she also passed out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, my God, you know, like, that's, oh, that's going a long way. <laughs> bro, I mean, again, that's yeah. going for it. I, I, yeah, bro, I mean, that. see, she was looking like, like poor Steve here. <laughs> again, but this is such a fun book. You know, it is humorous. You guys have definitely done something that's going to be totally entertaining. Out of this world taking, which is what we need in this day and age, you know, enough with the stuff that's going on in the world with the violence and the wars and, you know, kids getting shot at school. Like, I want to forget sometimes. And things like this are just a perfect just, not that I should forget, folks, I'm not saying that, but just to step away, get a clear mind again by having some awesome entertainment like what you guys are doing. So... Sean, you already said that you're going to be at a signing. What about you, G? You're going to be anywhere in Germany or across the UK, European Union? We'll see. I mean, uh, you know, I got my local shops here. Shout out to Renata's uh, Comic Bibliotheque here um, and Modern Graphics here in Berlin. Both great shops. Um, Black Dog Comics, my local, local shop that I love. Shout out to all those guys. Um but, you know, I, we'll have to see. I'm going to be in the States in uh, right when this is being fulfilled. So, oh, I don't know. We may work it out. So, we'll, we'll see what we can what, what we can put together. And it, at the very least, like I said, we're one thing I can say is that we're both learning so much from this first Kickstarter. And right. I guarantee you all the lessons we learned, we're going to put to work on issue two. And I guarantee you issue two is going to be even better than this one. So, and this make is sure amazing. you get in now. Make sure you get in now on issue one so you can be primed for issue two. This, wow. Again, another 
thing to be um, um, inspired and floored by. Again, your first project, nearly at double the goal, 137 backers. So obviously you guys have been doing the right thing when it comes to marketing and pushing the project. Um, any secrets you want to share with how you guys did that? Because <laughs> it's like not many first-time creators not, have this. It is not. <laughs> is there a secret? <laughs> Actually, the one thing I will say is being you know a bit of a tech guy is you really have to use analytics. Like uh, I put the Google Analytics um, you know ID in there. So for example, I ran a Facebook ad. I with the uh, the cover you got up the variant cover, and I was getting four cents a click, which is pretty awesome. I got like twenty five hundred clicks. For 150 okay. bucks, and I thought, oh, that's great. I looked at the analytics. I got one $19 conversion out of those 20. Wow, one conversion. One conversion. So you know, you really, you really gotta look at um, where you know wh- what's what's actually being successful because it's not necessarily what you think it is. I think a lot of our success is that Jeff's got a good community, um, and uh, you know, um, Divergent Media has helped. It's just you. You just got to hit it all over, but, um, but, but, but it's hard to know what's going to work. And you, yeah. you've got to get for us for the future, it's analytics, right? It's like what actually worked, you know, cause we, you know, you don't want to be feeling bad about overwhelming people on Facebook or Reddit with, you know, more join my Kickstarter posts, but you kind of got to mm-hmm. do it, but only when it's working and if it's working, right. Um, you want to develop goodwill with your audience, not like, yes. oh, another Kickstarter comment from these people, you know? So I don't know. There, there's no magic formula, and we like have a lot to learn. But I think just understanding what's actually working is a big part of it. Well, I think and, you and guys are amazing already. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man. The one thing that I I would say about it is that you know, as Sean said, you know, it's like I I have a pretty good community that that I'm that I'm sort of in with with comics fans and things like that. But you know, it's important to listen to people and what they want. You know, I think there's a lot, I've seen a lot of Kickstarters out there. This is my first one, but I've backed a lot and I've seen a lot come through. And I think that it's like, there's plenty of them that it seems like they don't really care about what their backers want from their book or whatever. I mean, it helps that we have a great product. I'm proud of the book. It's a great looking book. You should back it just because it's an awesome comic, right? But at the same time, it's like, we want to make sure that we're giving our backers what they want, what they value, you know, what they want to have, as opposed to like, hey, we're going to throw in this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And it's like, we don't care about any of that. We yeah. want a good book. We want good value. We Let's want give you quality. And exactly. Art. Yeah, great art. Like, you know, Jeff. It is gorgeous. Getting his, uh, his favorite artist, Katie Skelly, Hyena Hell, to join in. It's like, um, yeah, and when you're backing a Kickstarter, you know, it's it, you're it's a relationship, right? It's not just like buying a comic book. It's like you're believing in us. And we are rewarding you and trying yeah. to make you feel special. Yeah, we're being appreciative. Yeah, that you want. Um, and it, that's the relationship, and we're trying to cultivate that. Like, it's so symbiotic, right? Isn't yeah, exactly. Back us, and we'll try to give you what you want and bring in the cool stuff, which to me, once again, it's art. It's a it's comic book is art, right? That's, that's you know, you can do all the, um, you know, the, lay, the stickers and the pins and the this and the that. But, for you know, I, I we wanted to put our emphasis on fine art prints, postcards, you know, that kind of stuff. And it looks yeah. great. I, I can't wait people get their hands on this. But I want to keep you guys too much longer because I need you guys to get to 6,000, like, ASAP. I want to see how that, what happens next. But 
flowers time for both of you. Thank you as a fan, as a reader of comic books all my life. Just thank you guys for being so bold and brave and forward to just share your stories with us as fans. Thank you for having us. And taking us away from the world for a little bit. And putting a smile on our face or having to grab our junk for a moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keeping me breathless, folks. I'm telling you, when you read that scene, trust me, women will be like, ah, what is he talking about? But dudes will be holding their breath during those scenes. Like, oh, shit. What am I reading here? Um, thank you, Jeff, for making it so vivid without being at all fresh about it. Because, again, you get the idea. And that, that's that's the most important part. And, you know, you get the sound effects. It's <laughs> so hysterical. Oh, like, oh, my God, please stop. I'm in pain. <laughs> Even now, I think about it. Like, whew, I have a vivid imagination, folks. I feel what I think about. Okay. So there we go. But I need you guys to do this. Let's get into six racks, right? Support the project and kickstart it right now. SHP. Aerotech, E-R-O-T-E-C-H, all right? That very same word. Or do androids dream of electric sex? Do they? Maybe they do. Who knows? AI is a mysterious thing. We don't know nothing about. That, that by the way, is a reference to Philip K. Dick's uh, short story, um, hey. Dick, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which was what Blade Runner was based on. So, gotcha. yeah, little shout out to Philip K. Dick there. Right. Talking about dicks, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> and for real, what is what I want you to do? I want you to visit this amazing website, SHP Comics. Check out everything that this amazing publisher is doing. And then what's even more awesome, you can follow them everywhere on social, whether it's your Twitter, your Instas, your Facebook, your YouTube. SHP or H, as you, you folks in the UK say, P Comics. All right, check out Big Jeff right here. It's the underscore Jeffrey with a G, folks. All right, now like Jeffrey, for, like Jeffrey from Bel Air, like that here with the G underscore K. Yeah, yeah. Or Jeffrey uh, the Giraffe too, for the hey, people who remember oh, Toys R Us. Oh, oh man, you make, are you trying to make me feel old, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and there we go, JeffreyK.com. All right, so check it out, so you can see amazing artwork as well from 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 this uh, uber talented mind. And check out SHP for everything. Yo, Sean, yo, again, thank you for doing what you do as a publisher, as a writer. You know, Jeff, for you, what you do as an artist and all. I'm happy you guys met because you guys have definitely created magic when it comes to this book. I see nothing but good things for this. My last question, and it, uh, you could both answer separately or whatever. But if this could be something else other than a comic one day, once you're like 50 issues in and and, and, and somebody said, I want to do something different with this other than a comic book. What would you want it to be? I'm curious what Sean's going to say. Well, you know, we got one of the reviews said uh, the next great HBO series. and uh, Oh, HBO Max, baby. Yeah, you know, <laughs> something that's funny, naughty, after work, um, probably be the best home for this. Um, you know, but we uh, we really want to develop the story out, the characters out and everything. But if it could someday uh, – you know, be a, be an HBO series that would be. Let's manifest. Know. HBO Max is going to happen. You hear this? Let's put it out to the you word know. in words. 
Well, you know, it's funny. It's, it's funny that you say that, Sean, because I was th- I've was i been thinking about that a lot, actually, since that review came out. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, it would be a pretty good HBO Max. But it's like, I really what? think it's got to be an animated series. We got to have Ooh. some some of the loosey-goosey stuff going on with the animated characters. I think that's oh. going to up it up. You got a little bit of, of but, Warner but, Brothers Looney Tunes in there, you know? You have a little bit, but the whole thing is based on the topic. I don't want it to go into hentai all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. That's true. No tentacles allowed, right? <laughs> yeah, please, yo. Let me tell you, the first movie I saw like that was Urusu Kudoshi. Um, and, you know, Legend of the Old Fiend in, in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember the first scene is when the demon woke up and he, he, he grabs a nurse and does naughty things. And he just goes, after a thousand years, and he, when he lets loose, let, let's just say that only half that nurse was left. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god talk about explosive bro <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, keep it, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it a little bit more we'll keep it a little more pg-13 please please but again because <laughs> again you got it, it's awesome it's like you said it's just you know the what what if the office was in an adult atmosphere a little bit more you know what i mean it's basically what it is and again you, you have amazing characters hit on the money because sean you definitely again showing your work experience through the story of, of the characters in that type of office environment, and me being in it currently, it's like, okay, you hit it out the ballpark, son. The Thank you. you know, someone, one of our early backers was like, I spent all my money on comics this year, but I work as a, uh, you know, an agile scrum master. I had to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, you know, whether you're a geek or not, though, this is something you're going to want in your life to read. It's, it, it's, it's self-porn. Not porn. I mean, self-porn is going to look sexy on yourself, especially if you get those variants. But it's a great story. It's so much fun. I can't wait to get my eyes, hands on issue two to see what's going on. I need to find out what happens to Steve, man, because this new this new thing is happening though, towards the end. of like, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 Woo! Getting me nervous for Steve. Um, but I love it. You guys are awesome. God bless you guys on your journey. You keep doing what you do. Again, one last time, folks, because I love to repeat this couple times at the end because you guys need to do this. You've been listening. You've been watching. Support this amazing project. Again, Aerotech, E-R-O-Tech. Follow everyone, shpcomics.com, shpcomics on the web. You know, D Jeffrey K underscores between D and, and then after Jeffrey, all right? That's what the G folks, all right? Or as he said, Toys R Us. And also jeffreyk.com. Check it out. Show the love. Show the support. Tell Omega and the Crusaders sent you. Now. Last piece here is advice. I always love that. Um, first project, but you've also been doing things, trying to step in. I'll start with GK on this one. What piece of advice would you give to an up-and-coming artist trying to step into the biz right now? I would say the biggest advice I could give you is just draw all the time. Draw everything. Draw, draw your ass everything off. you can. And don't just draw your superhero pinups. Go out and draw what a lamppost looks like. Go out and draw a car. Mm. Go out and draw a dog. Sit and draw from life. Draw all the time. Go draw out Megan's beard. Exactly. You spend a year drawing everything (laughs) around you nonstop. I guarantee you at the end of the year, you're going to be light years ahead of everybody else. Oof, beautiful. And what about you coming from a writer's perspective, Sean? Yeah, you know, I would just say be brave. Um, you know, you, you got to, as a writer, as any kind of artist, you got to believe in yourself, right? Um, and the comic book world is really kind of inviting and open. Like, people tend to be really pretty cool about, you know, nobody's, uh, everybody's, like, really supportive. Um, you know, I went to my first 
you know, cons as a creator and told people I was new. And as all as I got was good luck and a lot of great advice. So, um, you know, find if you don't draw, you can find great artists. You can have your own bromance or uh, or whatever the equivalent is. Um, you know, um, so you know, just uh, be brave and put put yourself out there. And uh, who knows? There you go. See, that's great advice for, from from these two amazing gentlemen again, because th- th- their brotherhood, if you will, brothers from another mother that are creating such an amazing title. And again, GK all the way in Berlin. You got Sean over here in the States, and yet they're making magic over the web. Real. I mean, that's kudos to you both. I'm digging it. I am a fan. I'm a fan of SHP. I'm a fan of Aerotech. I'm a fan of you guys. I, I, I want everything. I want to take it all package. I want it all. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. All right, but you guys are great, man. For real, thank you for uh, being guests on, on the Comic Crusaders podcast. Folks, you know what to do, thank right? Thank you, Al. You got to follow ComicCrusaders.com, follow UndercoverCapes.com, check out all the shows. We have a family that just talks about everything, whether it's comic books, movies, TV. We cover it all, even music, folks, even music. We can do it all, even K-pop. K-pop Cosmos making a, a comeback, folks. All right, so if you love music, you love movies, you love TV, you love comics, you love indie, then we're the place for you. And with that, thank you again for hanging out with me, Al. Thank you for hanging out with Sean, with Big Jeffrey K right here. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 